So it's been that time of year, and some of you will know about this, where sports days have been taking place at school. Pretty much, I'm guessing a lot of them have been have happened now, unless the rain has called them off. Um, and I remember when I was at school, getting that nervous feeling when it came to sports day, having my yellow t-shirt on because I were part of the yellow house, the K house, and getting ready for the races at the start starting line, whatever race it was, whether it was your egg and spoon, your sack race, your, um, the, the odd one with the bean bags and the hoop and you've got to go and get one, put it in the hoop and then go and run that one, all of those and it was always a very nerve-wracking day, feeling like I had to run the best I can for my house, the yellow house and finish the, the race. You know, sometimes when been watching my children, there's times where even now as a parent, then nerves where you, you can feel the pressure for your child. But then as well, there's always them children and one of mine that when they run in, they're so interested in everything that's going around them. They're interested in, is that person going to beat me? Is that person going to beat me? And you can hear parents going, just run, just run. Don't focus on them. Just keep running in that When it comes to running races, I also remember when I was asked to run in the cross-country team at school when I was um, quite a bit younger. And I remember feeling again them same nerves of running the race. And it was on a Saturday, this race, we had to go for an extra day, which again, oh, we're doing something for school on a Saturday. And me and my classmates, when we had our parents on the sideline with our head teacher, we're at the starting lane, we get told to go, and I run and then get tripped up. Oh. Get tripped up. Look, and my leg cut my knee open and blood pouring down my knee. I looked over to the sideline where I could see my mum and my mum had a very concerned face. And do you know when you're like, this isn't good? If you look at your mum's face and they look concerned, you're like, oh. So I I was like in that moment, started to cry. And then I heard my head teacher's voice saying, Natalie, get up and run. So in that moment, which was probably only a few seconds, it felt like a long time and I had to weigh all this up. I was considering, okay, there is blood pouring down my knee. My mum looks concerned, but my head teacher's telling me to keep on going and run. So I had to consider all of this and I did decide to get up and run and listen to my head teacher. And I ran and I finished the race and didn't come last. I didn't come last. And I did okay. I didn't totally embarrass myself and carried on to do cross-country races, so it wasn't the worst thing ever. In the Bible, it talks about running our race. In Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 3, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition for sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. 
here we are encouraged to run the race that is marked out for us with perseverance. Perseverance isn't them, that kind of word that we love, is it? It's not a good word. When we think of perseverance, for me, sometimes the word in itself just feels like hard work. And the verse here implies that the race isn't always the easiest. We are going to need to persevere. And there are times when we are going to have to throw off them things that hinder us and entangle us. But as we can read in Corinthians, we run for an eternal prize, a prize that is worth running for. And when I've been thinking about the poured out theme, for me, when I think about somebody who pours out their life for Jesus, I think of somebody who goes the distance, somebody of longevity, somebody of perseverance, that it's not just a one-time thing, but actually they give their whole life for Jesus. And I wondered, are we determined to live for something way bigger than the here and now, that eternal prize? Are we that life that Jesus has called us to, and I know Cookie mentioned at the start about living that life to the full. Are we going to be people that finishes our races well? But I'm going to be honest, there have been times for me where the temp- there has been that temptation to give up. And I know that we may face that. Um, some of you guys may face that too. That temptation growing up when all it felt like a lot of my friends gave up on Jesus. There was that time and that temptation to go, actually, am I going to give up too? The temptation to give up when I felt disappointed because things haven't quite worked out the way that I thought it was going to or the way that I thought it should. The temptation to give up when maybe something has felt unfair or I felt betrayed or hurt or all them different feelings that we can go through because we're all human, aren't we? There have been them times where there has been the temptation to give up. But one thing that encourages me in Philippians 1 verse 6 that says, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. That we can be confident that he, so Jesus who began a good work in us, will carry it on to completion if we let him. Sometimes I wonder if we allow Jesus to start something in our lives, we say, yes, Jesus, we're going to follow you. But actually, along the way, in the difficulties, we give up and we don't trust Jesus to take us to that place of completion. That actually we give up somewhere in the middle. And sometimes that giving up doesn't always look like not being here or From the outward, people might not even think you've given up, but we know with our hearts that Jesus hasn't fully got every part of our heart, that we're not living that life poured out. As I mentioned, I've seen it in my life where I've seen so many people and some of my friends that have chosen to follow Jesus and they've had this life-changing moment of Jesus coming into their life But actually along the way, they've given up and they've decided to lose heart with something they maybe have felt has come their way or in the struggle or in the opposition, they've decided to give up. But I also have 
a massive group of role models for me and examples that actually have shown me what a life poured out for Jesus looks like, that they've gone the distance, they've, they're running with perseverance, they're running with longevity, and they do love Jesus with their everything. And for me, that has been a massive example, and there's loads of you in here that is that example to me too. But I wonder, what is the difference? What is it what keeps the people that are going to run and they run with perseverance, them role models that I talk about, how can we live like that too? And I feel with the scripture that I shared at the beginning with Hebrews 12 verse 1 to 3, I feel here that Paul is giving us great advice in how to run with longevity, how to run our race well that is marked out for us. He says in verse 2, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. It's all about Jesus. And when we fix our eyes on him and what he has done for us, it means that we can push through the difficult times. We can push through the hard times Because what Jesus has poured out for us is incredible. There is nothing, there's no life more poured out than the life of Jesus in what he has done for us. And it can seem quite strange, can't it, that when it's talking about the cross here, it talks about joy. So it talks about Jesus having the joy um, of, of the, like when it's talking about the cross, But actually, for Jesus, the joy was carrying out the Father's will, obeying the Father's will, obeying what the Father wanted that meant he could endure the cross. It meant that he could go through all that pain, all that beating, all that ridicule. He could go through it all because it was the joy of doing the Father's will and for his love poured out for all of us. You can't get a life more poured out than our saviour who would come and wash people's feet. Our saviour who would eat with sinners. Our saviour who would just, in the crowds, he would see the one and he would go out of his way to reach the one. When we fix our eyes on Jesus and see what he has done for us, it helps us that in them times when it's difficult and we face them opposition or we face things that are just really tough, when we fix our eyes on him, and that's what Paul's encouraging us to do, is to fix our eyes on Jesus because it means we can keep on running. It means we can keep on going. The next part of the verse says, Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. For me, reading this recently, the word consider him massively, like they massively jumped out at me. That that considering, that considering means to think it over, to kind of like weigh it up. And I wonder how often we are so busy that we don't consider him. We don't actually think about Jesus until something happens and we go, oh, Jesus, we need you. But actually here, Paul knows that when we consider him, it gives us the perseverance we need. 
Because actually when we consider Jesus and the life he poured out for us, it means, like I said, that when things are difficult, we can keep on going. There's been times in my life where things have been incredibly hard and I felt very lonely. I felt desperate. And it's in the moments where actually when I look to Jesus and I consider him and I think about all he has done for me, I think about how in times in the past he's been my closest friend. I think about the way he has given me a peace that doesn't make sense. When I think about all of that, when I'm going through them times, it helps me to go, you know what? I can, con- con- I can continue. You know what? I can keep on going. I can keep running this race of faith. I can keep going because I know I have a hope, a hope like no other, a hope that doesn't, like, that it only comes from Jesus, nobody else. And so I wonder today whether there's a moment for us to consider him, to consider Jesus. Because I believe, and my hope for us today, is that when we consider how Jesus poured his life out for us, that we then, in response to that, can wholeheartedly follow him with our eyes fixed on him and finish our race well. I'll say that again. My hope for us today is that if we truly consider him, truly consider Jesus and the life that he poured out for us, that we too will be able to live a life full, wholeheartedly for him, for him, fixing our eyes on him and finishing our race well. For some today, it might be the first time that you're having a moment to be able to consider Jesus And it may be after that you want to speak to someone or ask somebody to pray for you. For others today, it may be that you've come and you're feeling like you are struggling, you're feeling weary, and you feel at times like you want to give up. You want to give up following Jesus. But I hope in this time that you can consider, you can consider Jesus and you can find that hope and comfort and that strength to keep on going. And I want to encourage the people getting baptised today, that today's an exciting day. It's a day where you're declaring your faith in, in a, being a witness of what Jesus has done in your life. But along the way, don't give up. Don't give up. Keep on going. Keep on going. When it's tough, remember this day. Remember actually that, that what you're celebrating of what Jesus has done in your life. And there may be others in here today that maybe have forgotten to keep fixing your eyes on Jesus. You've been looking at everything else around you. A little bit like when I said in the race that you get them children that are looking around at everything and not looking at where they're going. Maybe that's been a little bit like where you're up to now. And today's a moment to consider Jesus once again and to keep living with your eyes fixed on him so that you can finish your race well. I wonder what your response today is going to be in considering Jesus. But as we've said, it's a special day because it is Baptism Sunday. Yay! (laughs) So here at the Bridge Church, we don't baptise babies. We baptise people when they are able to decide to follow Jesus for themselves. 
The Greek word for baptism means to submerge, overwhelm and immerse. So that's why we baptise in this way, in full immersion. There are many reasons why we get baptised. Mainly out of obedience, because Jesus told us to. As a witness, as I said, it's that witness of what Jesus has done for us. It's that public declaration of our faith. Also, baptism is a symbol of death, burial and resurrection. In Romans 6 verse 4, it says, We are therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Romans 6 verse 11, so it carries on to say, In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. All that I've said about Jesus living his, po- his life poured out for us, that he died on the cross and he rose again, that actually Jesus in doing that gave us new life, that we too can be dead to sin and have new life. And baptism is a symbol of that, the new life that we find in Jesus. But today, in all that I'm saying, I wonder why would God ask us to have baptism? Why these things that we do like communion and baptism, why are we asked to do these things, these symbolic things to remember? And I think about my kids and I think how often they can forget about things. They can forget that when um, we've done stuff for them and things, at times they can be like, oh, it's so unfair and I don't get this and all of that. And me and Aaron sometimes have to remind them of what we've done for them. Well, God is a good, good father, a perfect father, and he wants the best for us. And we are too prone to forget. And I think baptism and the things that we do as church, like communion and things like that, it helps us to remember. It's that act of us remembering what Jesus has done for us, that we are dead to sin and we have have new life. Baptism is a reminder of that. And some of you in here may have already been baptised, but actually as we celebrate and watch other people get baptised, it's that reminder. It's that reminder of what Jesus has done in, in us so that again, we can consider him. We can consider Jesus and we keep, can keep remembering him and we can keep on living our lives poured out for him. So today we are going to go into a song before we come and celebrate baptism and see some amazing people get baptised. But right now I want us as we come to worship to truly consider Jesus. That it's all about him. And we are called to run our race and run it well. And the way that we're going to do that with perseverance is if we fix our eyes on him and consider him and everything he has poured out for us. Please stand with me, church, if you're able. Because I would love to pray for you this morning. Yeah, dear God, I really want to pray for everybody in this place, no matter where they are on their journey, Lord God, if they've never considered you, Jesus, whether they have considered you and in, the, in life struggles, there's that 
that urge and that encouragement to keep on fixing their eyes on you, Jesus. Or whether for some today it's that reminder to once again, to not look around the things around them, but to fix their eyes on you, Jesus, and to run their race well with perseverance. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the life you poured out for us. I thank you, Jesus, for all you have done for us, that you would go through that pain and that hurt and die on the cross for us. And we thank you that you rose again. We thank you that you rose again and you are alive today, active in our lives, Lord God. And today we celebrate all that you've done for us. We consider you, Jesus. And we pray for the people getting baptised this morning that it would be that day where they can publicly declare what you've done for them and that we would never forget what you've done for us. For everyone in here, that it would be that reminder that we have got a new life in you, Jesus. A new life in you, Jesus. A life of peace, a life of hope, a life of joy that may not make sense in the natural. We thank you, Jesus. Some of you right now just need to raise your voice and say thank you to Jesus for what he's done for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.